Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Ollie here, and welcome back to the Zero to Five Million Dollar Podcast. And you're probably already noticing it by now. You're hearing my voice and not Sean's to start this episode. So something is wrong. Something's going on here. So I'll let you in on. Uh, I'll fill you in. I'll give you the background. So uh, as we do occasionally, we we do a webinar, and sometimes the content is that good. I just refuse to not use it twice. Right? You, you know the feeling. Sometimes something just so awesome that you want to just share it with everybody. So here we are. I've got a webinar recording and it's about a 15 minute chat with my good friend Donald C. Kelly. And he, if you don't know him, go give him a follow on LinkedIn. Or if you want to Google him, you'll find his website. He's got a podcast. He's got loads of stuff for sales reps to, to up their game. The sales evangelist, not not just any sales evangelist, the sales evangelist. Okay. So what, what we do in this session here is he reads out and analyzes to me his thinking behind the best cold email that he has ever sent. And uh, it's not your usual cold email. It's a reach out to a potential sponsor of his podcast. So he gives a little bit of background on the show about um, the audience. And there's a few parts there where I picked up on a few things he could maybe do differently, maybe do better. And uh, and he gave me his thoughts back on that. So this is a good one. I hope you enjoy it and uh, we'll see you soon. So we're ready to get started. So my first guest, the sales evangelist, not just a sales evangelist, the sales evangelist, Donald Kelly. How you doing, my man? Man, I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me here, man. I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me to participate with this. I'm really pleased to have you. So um, before we bring up your email, um, sure. d- draw, drop me some foundation here. What what kind of things are you trying to sell so that when we read the email, we can understand what, what you're trying to do? Yeah, so our core business is a sales training organization. One of the things that we started to do, though, um, obviously with the podcast, was by um, we we started to sell sponsorships for our podcast. And this was like a couple of years ago. Um, and my wife was doing some. Uh, she was like, you know, let's see if we can do some stuff with the sponsorship side. So I was like, yeah, let's let's check it out and start to you know create that. And we were going back and forth and crafting up some emails and crafted this one. And she was the main one sending a lot of them out at first. Um, and it was just like, like gangbusters started to work. So we started using it just throughout the whole organization and it just worked amazing. And, uh, sponsorships, I mean, TSC studios now is our production studio that we produce for ourselves and for several other shows. Um, but it, you know, that TSC studios, you know, it, it, Need sponsorships. That's how it, it generates some of its income. So this email in particular is used for that um, as as to do outreaches towards these uh, VPs of marketing and marketing directors. Okay, so help me understand a little bit as well. How many times per day, week does this get sent out? How many companies at a time? It, it could be. I haven't seen it yet, so it could be a one to one, one time email, super personalized. It could be like a part of a cadence that you have. What's the deal? Yeah, this is a one-off email. So it's more like um, sending it as the email number one in the process. Typically what they'll do um, is send it to, you know, connect with somebody like on uh, on LinkedIn and kind of, you know, warm up the connection there. And then these are folks that we started to have to do TSC Studios did not have much sales experience. So it wasn't like this huge cadence. It was really send this one and do a follow-up. And it was simple, um, very, very simple, straight to the point. Um, and they were seeing results with it. But again, these were coming from people that weren't. So my wife isn't a salesperson. And then the other folk that we brought in to do TSC studios weren't, um, to do business, um, BDR work 
didn't have sales experience like the sales evangelist. Okay, so maybe uh, enough teasing. Let's let's get into it. You ready? Let's do it. All right. So I have uh, if Daniel on the back end is going to uh, in a few seconds have this email on screen. So uh, when he's ready, if you want to read this, my friend, I sure. think let's um, let's read it through, and then I will have a go at. Uh, understanding what you're trying to do with this email and, and what and where, and then you can tell me, hey, no, you're totally wrong, or this is what I was trying to do, <laughs> and, and we can explore it from there. How's that sound? Sure. All right. So want me to kick it off? Yeah, let's go. All right. So we'll start off with their first name. So Joe, I'm reaching out because we have a podcast called The Sales Evangelist, and then there's a link to it. We didn't do a hyperlink. We specifically did the link um, there. And that was trial and error. Um, the Sales Evangelist is a top-ranked sales podcast and generates over 60,000 downloads every month in over 158 countries. Our audience is made up of entrepreneurs, small business owners, sales leaders, and sales reps. Uh, your target market. Our goal on the podcast is to help new and struggling sellers close more deals. So why contact you? You're looking for awesome sponsors for uh, we're looking at, we're looking for awesome sponsors for our show. And I personally wanted to reach out and see if you would like to chat about getting exposure in front of our listeners. You offer a CRM, and I believe our sale, our listeners would be a perfect audience to hear about your services. Would you be open to a quick call about this? Bam. That's okay. It. Nice. So, um, and the subject line as well, just in case we've missed above, is an awesome podcast opportunity. Yeah. So, um, where should I start? Um so I'm gonna I'm just gonna give you some pros and some cons just as I see it off the bat and we can we can go sure. back and forth. Um, so I'm reaching out because I have a podcast and and I like the way that you have the link separate from uh, from being a hyperlink. It's so that it's not um, it's visible. I can see what it is and it's not. If I click on this, is it going to be something random? It's unlikely yeah. that it's that, but you you have dodge that possibility by putting the link there afterwards and it's and not like you've led onto another line there as well it's a short sentence you've not really lost anything by adding that right yeah and that was one of the things that we learned with that part because when we started doing the hyperlink you know it's just it looks cleaner however it was being you can obviously check that people are not clicking on it or it's not uh you know those those emails weren't getting the responses or, or whatnot yeah uh, you know so you've got that's that's a good point there. So your second um, your second line, well, the third on the email, but the second body of the email. Uh, the Sales Evangelist is a top-ranked sales podcast which generates 60,000 downloads in over 158 countries. Um, so obviously with this type of opportunity, the first question that I as the buyer might ask is, well, how big is the audience? Like, are they the right people? How many episodes do you do? Where in the world are these people from? You know, is there an ICP match at all? And um, if it sounds impressive and if it's a match, then fantastic. So you've gone for some numbers to try and back. You're doing this every single month, 60,000 people, about 160 countries. So it's quite impressive. And I know the podcast world, that's um, that's a really, 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 really good number. It's about 2 million podcasts in the world, give or take about now. That's that's right up there with some of the best. And then you've described the audience a, a bit more uh, in detail, so entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners, sales leaders, sales reps, your target market. One thing I did pick up on, actually, you have um, a full stop period and a comma in that after sales reps. But the hallmark of all good sales emails is they're not overly prescribed. They're not um, 
100% clinically perfect. You can have typos, yeah. it's fine. It looks like a person wrote it, so that's good. Even though it's, you know, give or take, it's good. Um, yeah, when we first put that part in there, we were like saying, okay, let's put it as like, you know, sales reps, you know, instead of sales, you know, shortened for sales representatives. And then it was like, you know, just like what you said, it's like, you know, is it confusing people? And then we just like left it, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, that's only the second time that I've read it and I've found that I didn't even see it first time out. So probably yeah. most people didn't see that. And, and I like your your summary to that piece as well. Our goal is to help people close more deals. So obviously that's your listeners, but also kind of the point of a sponsor as well. So so I like that you kind of reinforce what you're doing as the show's purpose, but also why they would be interested. And then you go into that much further. So why contact you? Um, I like that you've got very good line breaking here it's not like a big paragraph that this could easily bleed into one long sentence where you've you've separated it to make it digestible but we're looking for sponsors i wanted to reach out to you to see if you get the exposure so again it's just not do you want to sponsor it's the the thing that you would get from sponsoring and presumably you're sending this to crm vendors so that the you offer a great crm part makes some sense and of course naturally that does make sense they they would have a, a salesperson audience and your call to action, I think, is is really light core. You're not asking for something that's a lot. You're not saying, do you have 30 minutes tomorrow? Or, you know, do you have 10 minutes this afternoon? Or, or I can say no easily. You're saying, you know, does it sound like it's something of interest at all? Does it sound vaguely useful? And then they can say, yeah, or, or maybe next week or, or just no. But you've made it easy for them to say, yeah. Boom. Oh. We flew through that. So, so what did you? What was the first version of this like? Do you remember? Was it much yeah. different? Did you did you have a lot more text? Was it a bit less prescripted? What is it? What was it like? It was it was a bit longer um, in here because when it comes to the part about what what happens with more with a lot of emails is that you're feeling like are the information that I'm missing from this. And, you know, go back to the idea about the demographics there in the first or second paragraph, really, um, second line, where we start talking about the audience, who the audience size is. You usually want to put more in information in there. We've done, audio, um, you know, like uh, our our listener surveys. So we have an understanding about their marital status. We have an understanding about their, um, you know, their, their education. Uh, we've, we have understanding about all of this stuff and it was so tempting and we were putting more information, you know, in there, you know, sales reps at this age and, you know, these countries. And it, we just saw that the emails was getting longer and it wasn't, and I even like, it was uncomfortable for me uh, only from the very beginning to send an email like this, because I was like, this was a long email. Like, I was like, this is way too long. Nobody's going to read it. But the thing about it is the audience that we were going for was an audience that I never pushed to. I always sold to sales leaders, VPs of sales, you know, chief revenue officers, to marketing folks. We saw that they were open to reading this. It was a marketing copy that they enjoyed. And we try to put it focus on them right in a very first paragraph there um, in paragraph number two, you know, two, you know, this is a top ranked podcast and blah, 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 trying to tie it back to them. So we saw that it was OK to go with marketing directors um, and it did provide obviously works and provide some benefits. But the it was a little longer trying to put more information about demographics there um, first off. And then the second paragraph, the last one. Um, you know, why we're reaching out to you. That one was a little bit longer as well. You know, here's the reason why we're trying to reach out to you, get exposure and one to list like other points. And then we're like, no, just cut it down, make it simple. Um, and that's where it led to that one sentence 
um, personally, I personally want to reach out to you to see if you'd like to get exposure to our listeners. And those were the beefy parts that we cut and make it a little bit skinnier. Yeah, there's a balance here, though. But I, I always lean towards brevity. So there's a lot of words here that you could cut, but, but I yeah. don't know if it makes sense that you should in every case. So, for example, I am reaching out because it yeah. could just be reaching out because yeah, yeah. It's, it's two words. It, it's barely any different. Um, the sales evangelist is a top rank sales podcast and generates over 60,000 in every month and, and all these countries. The the job roles or, or, your, or your description of entrepreneurs, small business owners, sales leaders and sales reps, your target market. That's quite a lot of words. Could just mm-hmm. be our audience is, you know, entrepreneurs, sales leaders and reps. Said another way, but different. But I think you're, you have to balance quite well your tone there. So my, if I just nuked out every single word that didn't need to be there bar the essential, it would be quite clinical and cut, cut sort of thing. Yeah. But, but you have a nice, I can feel like it's you talking to me when I read this. I know you, but it does feel, you know, like I was saying with the, where you have the comma and the period by the word sales reps, yeah. that's like a human being wrote that, not someone who's ruthlessly cut down the character count. <laughs> like it's a tweet. Yeah, so so there is a balance with that, but but overall I like it, and I, especially like I said before, the call to action is really light. A lot of the time, it's like here's my calendar, or you know, you're free next Tuesday for half an hour. It's it's so common to get that, and, and maybe this type of call to action is becoming quite common. But I do think it's this is the way to start a dialogue. At least most of the time, the meeting doesn't get booked one off from an email. There's a reply or two, and then it's an agreement to do the meeting. So you're trying to open that up a lot easier rather than sort of them feeling like they're dodging your question about can we have a meeting and they're asking you a question and then it's question, 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 back and forth. And then eventually, yeah, they might take it, but, but you've made it easier for them, which I like. Yeah, and uh, appreciate that. And I think we can definitely take some of those things and carve out and, and uh, slim down the, the content for sure with those suggestions. The um, with With this one, it was what I love about it um, is the fact that it's like you said, I'm a, we started using this in 2016, right after we landed, um, probably could say their name after Prezi became our sponsor initially back then, um, we were like, dude, that's cool. Like they saw something in us and then we're like, let's reach out to some other folks. So what we did was all the secrets here, we would go to conferences on their website and see who they had as sponsors and reach out to them. Like, if you're going to spend money at a booth, spend money on this. And in 2016, podcasting was becoming like a, you know, like a thing. So it was one for marketers. It was very alluring at that point. Two, it was a podcast opportunity. Curiosity pushed them to, to check it out. And then we really like put their... If you look at the last sentence, two parts, all of these people, we knew their demographics. So that's why we said after, you know, that period comma issue there, <laughs> your target audience, then we went to the second part to say um, we we could our, our team could easily cut out the part where it says you offer a great CRM. We could say to you, you offer a great sales enablement platform. You offer a great, um, you know, email platform. You offer a great tool. You offer a great whatever, because we were able to switch those based on who that demographic, who that sponsor we wanted to get was, and it just made it super easy for anyone on the team to use this email. And yeah, the, the initial reply was, yeah, I'm open to that. 
from most people or yes. And then from there, we just made it go forward. I just listened to something yesterday and it said that BlackBerry, what BlackBerry did, they made the CrackBerry, they made it so that everybody wanted to use email, like to respond to email quickly. And that was like something that started, but it made email started to become like text messages. I didn't realize it was BlackBerry that started that, but yeah. So then everyone wanted to do these quick responses, keep it like a text message conversation. And then Twitter, you know, pushed and so forth. And that's the trend that we started following back then. And it's the same way we do our sales efforts now. Most of my emails, it ends with, would you be open to that? Would you be open to learning more? Um, Open to a five to seven minute conversation. I use an odd number like that um, sometimes in our CTA. And they work because it's just like, yeah, I would be open to it. I, I don't, no one wants, no one wants to be like, especially if it's engaging, I don't want to sound like an idiot that's not open to something. So anyways, there's a lot there. One thing I wanted to ask you just before we let you jump. So uh, one thing I did pick up on, um, so as you just said there, the words, your target market, and also you offer a great CRM or, or insert, you know, category type description of service and product. Um, what you haven't done there is you haven't said like your company name, like insert personalization of their specific company name um is that on purpose and as well one one thing that you so you said you mentioned your first sponsor there as well we're looking for awesome sponsors for our show um so did you ever try and say you know like companies like sponsor number one and particularly if they're in the same type of market as whoever you are reaching out to um you know companies like um sales loft uh, enjoyed massive reach and, and all this stuff when they sponsored us. If we are like them, you know, you you would say that name to us if they did work with you. Did have you tried something like that with it? With this one, we didn't. Um, we didn't name drop at all. Um, and I think a couple reasons kind of helped out with it. It could be something we could test out and A/B test on it. And I think you know, right now it could be beneficial for that. But one one thing that happened was the when people clicked on that link. They went back to our site and they started to see some of our stuff right away from the sponsorship. And I think a lot of them were just like, when we said your, it made it more about like them, the individual rather than the company uh, when we went with that approach. So it was like saying, because you think about it as like the, you know, this is uh, the VP of marketing and the marketing directors, they have kind of like a little possessive, you know, that this is me. I made this marketing department or I'm, I'm the brand for this organization, helped to develop this brand. So we said your target and um, we said, you know, you're, you know, reaching out to you individually, not to reaching out to uh, I don't know, like uh, sales loft or whatnot. And we just try to make that human effort on that standpoint, but we didn't split test it with the others, with the names. And that's something we could try too. Yeah. Just the thought it's, it's extremely common, but the problem with that is sometimes the, you know, everyone's got their flagship client. So to say, you know, we're looking for more awesome sponsors like HP uh, and you're, you're reaching out to me. It's like a world apart. But so if you don't have a company like us, then you can't really do it. But yeah, it's, it's extremely common to name drop, but, but I was curious why, um, why you hadn't yeah. done it there. But, but, you know, maybe at that point you're, um, if you have company one and there's five other companies in their space, then those are the next five. But, um, but yeah, I do like your point about it's, it's your target market and our goal. It's like we're too, people not just two companies trying to work together through doing business it's uh, like the sort of way you make it about a person yeah but, cool sir yeah. well um any any last thoughts before i let you jump oh uh, bro um 
No, this is it. I mean, feel free to swipe it. Anyone want to get it, you can go ahead and hit me up. Or if you're open to sponsoring TSC Studios, <laughs> you can go ahead and check out our, our site. Um, or if you want to get some great information on sales and help your business development effort, check out the Sales Evangelist. That'd be cool. I love it. And just so you know, I will be sending this to you, except it will say the zero to $5 million podcast and you know, some, maybe some different numbers and links, but you know, um, you know, uh, just, just be ready for that. Okay. Done. <laughs> all right, my man. Well, everybody, uh, make sure you go and follow Donald. He's the man. Uh, he's always on Twitter all the time, which is one thing I love. Um, my Twitter feed is nothing without him in it. Uh, always podcasting forever. Um, amazing production value over there at the sales of Rangers podcast. Um, I've been pleasured enough to go on it. So, um, so please do check that out. All right, everybody, that wraps up this week's episode. Uh, I really hope that you enjoyed that one. It's a really cool email. And if you want to see the actual email itself, I can forward it on to you. You just need to give me a message. So I know that you'd like to see that. Uh, you know where I am on LinkedIn or uh, I'm ollie.whitfield at vanillasoft.com. And uh, yeah, please just hit me up if you had any comments about that. But that's it for this week's episode. Please make sure you leave a five-star review, maybe even a four, you know, probably better than a three, I'd hope four, but uh, but, it, but you do you. And subscribe wherever you're listening from, any platform at all, we're on it. And uh, we will see you on next week's show. Thanks for listening.